Hi, it's Michelle. Thank you for joining me for this segment of Daily Bread with Jam, a podcast by the Holy Spirit You channel. This is a whosoever will podcast channel, whatever you want to call it. We are whosoever will, judgment-free zone. And uh, so you are welcome here, regardless of where you are in your walk. Um, what I seek to do, based on what I believe and, and know what the Lord has shown me, is just to share with you things that I know I have seen, I have experienced, uh, and that have been revealed to me uh, by the Lord and with the with the hope and belief that we challenge and grow together, that we challenge each other, encourage each other, um, just share love and blessing with one another. And to that point, we are going to talk about today, we are each other's test. We are each other's test. So let's right, hop right into that. We are each other's test. Let me say that again. It's not this isn't this isn't the scripture per se. This is something that Holy Spirit showed me. We are each other's test. And actually, until this was just a few days ago, actually. And I think I was driving, I don't recall, but I I heard it clear as day. You are each other's test. That's what you need to talk about. You are each other's test. Okay. What exactly does that mean? Well, it means that. We heard this, we've heard the scripture, iron sharpens iron. And yeah, we know that works for the actual uh, natural resource, iron. But the greater meaning is spiritual and it has to do with us sharpening each other. Part of sharpening is also testing. It's challenging. But in the best sense. Ideally, in the best sense, with each other's good in mind. How we treat one another is a reflection of what we believe, not just what we believe about God, but how we love God. He says, if you give to the poor, you loan to God. That's a principle. He's saying, I've got you. Because you're operating out of the right spirit. Likewise, iron sharpening iron isn't just a cute colloquialism or cliche or something that we should quote. It is how we should be living. Each of us should be sharp enough in the word of God, in our experiences with him, to help someone else become sharp as well. I don't have to be dull for you to be sharp. Neither do you have to be dull for me to be sharp. I don't have to take from you to uh, have an advantage. Neither do you have to take from me to have an advantage. What we forget in all of this process and all of this foolishness and mess we like to be uh, drawn into and that we like to instigate is that none of us, while we all have equal opportunity, every single one of us is still unique. So we can go through the same types of situations and still either have different outcomes or it looks different differently because we have our own fingerprint. We have our own footprint. We have our own uniquenesses in the spirit that it's not going to look exactly the same. And did I also mention our own specific purposes and assignments with respect to God's kingdom, not the what the one we talk about. Well, I got to do kingdom work. Nope, not that one. The one He 
is king over, not the ones we are king over. King's positional statement, not a gender reference. But in order for iron to truly sharpen iron, we have to be iron. We have to understand the purpose of that. Just like speaking the truth in love. We use speaking the truth in love as saying, well, I go to church, you go to church, so I'm going to just tell you like it is. I'm going to check you. Okay, first of all, nobody needs to be checking anybody. We should be checking ourselves. That would minimize the opportunity for anybody to check anybody else. But until we get there, we are also each other's test. When we talk about iron sharpening iron, what we're talking about is two things that are alike being used in the best way to make the other better. The struggle that we have is that we are not yet, I'm, not, I'm going to say we are not yet best, but in many cases we are not yet better. In some cases, we've got copper sharpening iron or other types of metals that are not to be used for that purpose, and they're creating damage. So we have to be aware of what is meant. What did God intend by this? And what he intends is that we are all incrementally. You know, I read a, a quote just the other day that even you, you, we should be becoming 1% better every day. Now, I don't know how to measure that any more than you do. But it's the purpose. It's the intent. Not better at being bad, better at being better. And the only way we can do that is in and through Christ, by the power of Holy Spirit. He is, ever since the day of Pentecost, we've been in the dispensation of Holy Spirit, the transformer. But we, by the Spirit of God, are supposed to be each other's test. It's not just about what? It's not just about us being around each other. We have to live intentionally in the Lord. We want victory, but we don't want to work for victory. We want deliverance, but we don't want to obey the Lord. We want the outcomes and the benefits without putting in the work. There's a reason we have the Bible, because that contains the instruction. It contains the history of what he did, why he did it. But it also is the story of salvation and redemption. What are we being redeemed from? We're being redeemed from being seriously in need of healing, sin which we're all born into. We want to make a statement about it and tell everybody else how bad they are when, in fact, all of us have come. Anyone that was ever born, any human that was ever born was born into the same condition, seriously in need of healing, sin. It doesn't matter how it manifests. The good news, the gospel, is that we were delivered out of that or the, the, the concept of, it, of sin does not have to continue a hold on us because we have a loving Father God who gave his own son that none should perish, but that all should have eternal life. The should is in there not because he lacks power, but because we lack or 
can't say lack, not because he lacks power, but because we get to choose. We then, as we continue this walk of humanity together, right, I don't have to live next to you to be your neighbor. We are adjacent or neighbors in our humanity. So then what become what happens is, since we are not, we don't have the purview of the Lord or the Spirit of God in seeing one another as each other's test, or seeing even people that don't believe, don't look like us, as a test rather than something to be shunned or destroyed or excluded, that is not the purview of God. The purview of God says, I died for the whole world which means the whole world has access if they choose it. What is the whole world? We collectively are the whole world, but each of us individually have to make the decisions. Where does the testing part come in? Because we have to understand that we all have the same opportunity, that God didn't die for some, he died for all, and to say anything other than that is to say he's not God. So then I become your test, you become my test. Why? Because we may not be growing at the same rate. You may be in one place, you may be up ahead of me, and I might be just getting started, and I might stumble and fall and do weird things and all of this. If if you are intentional in your, uh, there's a scripture that says, let those who are spiritual restore. Meaning there's a level of Christ manifested in their lives that they understand enough to help someone without belittling, trying to destroy, manipulating, having to control them. They know and understand the purposes of Christ. They have agreed with him. They are aligned. They are led of the Spirit. They understand very clearly who they are or who they want to be, but they have their eyes fixed. No one should be trying to restore you or help you, number one, if you don't, if you, one, if you don't trust them in the right way, if you don't have peace. And it may not be the case for everyone. I know it, everything, is, everything is not 100% because we are not 100%, but God is 100%. And he will lead us and guide us when we trust him, even if we are clueless about what the heck is going on. We are each other's test because we are growing at different rates. Physically, Spirit, soul, and body. Let me just put it that way. We are not meant to look the same. Even if we are family, there's a distinction and a differentiation. You have something I don't have. I have something you don't have. The diversity that exists among us is not meant to be exploited. It's meant to be used for the greater cause of humanity, which is to bless, 
all the families of the earth, which is to become the people, the individuals that we were meant to be, to be delivered, healed, restored, given to love, given to peace, given to joy, given to neighborliness. So when we encounter people that want to diminish, that's also the test. That's part of the test. He says, pray after we humble, after we repent of our own sin. He says, pray for those that despitefully use you, spitefully and despitefully, either way you want to see it. So he's telling us that these things exist. He's saying, but here's how you handle it. And not only that, when you pray, pray by the Spirit. Because I've already told you that you can't do the things that I'm telling you you can't do without me. Every person, whether we consider them, quote, unquote, good or bad, And regardless of our reasons for that, first of all, we don't have a say. We didn't create them. We didn't make them. Even if we gave birth to them, we did not make them. But our purpose in God is to become what he made us to be. For those who believe, who say they believe as of today, If you are not intentional about your walk, don't think it's automatic. There's nothing automatic in this process. I can guarantee you that. If it was automatic, we wouldn't even be here having the conversation. It is intentional, and God intended it to be intentional because that's where the burning off of the flesh comes. So he will send somebody to take your parking spot at church. To see if you cuss them out. To see if what's really in your heart is what's really going to show up. To show you what's really in your heart after you just came out of church. Or he's going to send someone to you at a restaurant. Who's going to take care of you and see how you treat them and how you tip them. Everything is a test. After a certain point in each of our lives, I don't know what the point is. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't even know what my point was. But at a, after a certain point, where we re, where we know certain things about God, everything is a test. Well, you're going to have trial. No, he. No, you're having one. We want to rate a trial something that's like on the Richter scale, like an earthquake. Nope. You're having every single day. Every single day is a trial, even if we think it's a good day. So I am your test. You are my test. And what are we being tested in? Because God said, I've given you of myself and how you treat one another and how you treat me first and foremost. Because you need to love me with all your heart and soul and strength. And then, as a result of that, you will have the capacity to love your neighbor as yourself. 
And we like to say, well, what if the person is this or that? Well, if the person is loving God, the person, the person could be you, the person could be me, the person could be anybody else. If the person is loving God, at some point, the love of God is flowing through them in a way that all they can do is love like God. So stop making excuses. Try, stop trying to find the loopholes. Stop trying to circumvent the system. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever we sow, that's what we're going to reap individually. The farmer plants the seed. The Lord gives the harvest according to the seed sown. So these are the things he's told us. These are the things he's shared, the instructions that he's given. That's what the Bible is for. And there's a reason he tells us the things he tells us because he already knows the inclinations, the bentness of our humanity that he has given himself to deliver us out of into a place of personal, generational, familial, global, spiritual peace and wholeness. We're tested even in our own selves. Sometimes we're, we're just a test of our own self. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality. Sometimes I, I think about things. I'm like, Michelle, what in the world? Where, sometimes it's a fiery dart, right? You know, if you get something that just spiritually comes into your mind, meant to distract you. And there's a lot of that in the world. But everything is intentional. And every, you, have to, you have to look at what's, what's in front of you and say, am I going to engage in that? Am I going to entertain that? Yeah, entertain is in the Bible, but you need to read the context. So understand that God is always watching. He's everywhere at the same time. And regardless of how much we try to exclude him or pretend he's not there, he's still there. And when we get the revelation, when we get that revelation that he's always watching, that he knows everything, that he's all-powerful, we start to change if we are truly humbling ourselves. Because we understand that although we are each other's tests, we are humbled by the power of God to love us in such a way when he could have taken us straight out of here. We don't need to be having this conversation right now. He didn't have to give us free choice. So I tell you with all sincerity, we know we're not going to always agree. That's not, okay. We just can't walk together unless we agree. Doesn't say we always have to agree. In a particular issue, and it doesn't even it doesn't even say we can't agree on anything. It just says in the areas where we don't agree, we can't walk together. That's what it says. That's what the word of God says. That's what he means. He doesn't I don't even have to be mad at you not to agree with you. We think we like that because it's convenient for us. Oh, I'm upset. Therefore, I don't have to forgive, and so I can just do what I want to to them. Nope, that's all lies. It was lies from the day it started. It's all a test, and we're being tested. And you will find, if you haven't already, that you're a test even many days by your own self. You're going to test your own self. But when we understand the weight, the gravity, the weightiness of God, 
in giving us the opportunities he's giving us, given us because of his eternal and unconditional love. That's enough to bring somebody to their knees. And it has for me on many occasions. I love you. Agape. I bless you. I appreciate you for giving of your time and spending of the time that the Lord has given you to be here today. Love on you, love on God, love on others. Bless God, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That's what should be coming up out of your spirit frequently. Because although we like to think ourselves to be whatever it is we like to think, the reality is we have a God that loves us enough to let us make the choices that we're making and to test one another in those areas. Not intentionally test, but just by virtue of the fact that we're not all in the same place at the same time. We're not, we're growing at different rates, we're doing different things. He has us doing different things for different reasons. And we might look at each other and judge all we want. But he's the one that's checking it out and he's the one that knows the truth. Thanks for joining me. My name's Michelle. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.